Welcome to Dr. 3, our Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Kat, and along with me are, well, it's just my fellow host, Major Death. But uh, Dragon Rider was feeling a little bit under the weather and she had a sore throat. So she did, she took the night off to rest, and well, you can't really do a podcast when, when you have a sore throat, or you're just yeah. going to be miserable, and it's just going to be worse. So we, th- I've we, done it. You, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else. Trust exactly. Me on this. Yeah, I I completely so. get it. I would not well, like. Now I'm glad she took the night off to rest. We wish her a speedy recovery, and we'll get well, Dragon Rider. Yeah, we'll hopefully have her back next week. So, Mage, you want to hit last week's poll question? Sure. Last week's poll question we asked you, do you think the meta has improved since the latest balance patch? We had 27 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 40.7% of the vote, you said, yes, it is better than it was before. 33.3% said it is about the same as it was before. And 25.9% said no, not really. So it seems like 70, almost 75% of people thought it's at least the same or better than it was before. So from a balance patch standpoint, it's probably good then. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So thank you. Thank you again to everybody that voted. We will have a poll question at the end of the episode for you to sound off for next week. Uh, so let's move on to the news. And first up, Hearthstone's next expansion announcement coming next week, question mark. <laughs> so we're not quite sure, but we'll link you to the out of cards uh, news speculating that it'll take uh, take place next week. And there's a special Hearthstone theory crafting stream on Twitch awards a uh, murder at Castle Nathria pack for watching during a 30-minute window on November 1st. So that's, that's that's the speculation. If you watch for 15 mm-hmm. minutes during this 30-minute window for a special Hearthstone Theory Crafting stream mm-hmm. on the 1st, you'll get a pack. And it's like the only time we have a 30 minute stream is a is an announcement of an expansion. So, you know, you put one and one together, you kind of get two. It's it seems like there's there's smoke, so fire might be might be there kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, we're almost at the end of October right now, I mean, by the time we record next week, which will be November 1st, um, that's when the theory crafting stream is, and historically, we have generally got the uh, expansion in early December, so... So that would be about a that would be about a month out from a new expansion, Mm -hmm. and you know, so so yeah, the timing on all of this seems to be lining up. We might have a we might have a balance. We might have a patch at that point, which might signal an event that's coming that they that the devs hinted at in the last balance patch. So you know, we haven't had Hallow's End yet. That usually comes around this time as well so we could get like hallow's end where you know you get the 
the split class mm-hmm. in the arena, arena where you pick a mm-hmm. class and you pick pick a different hero power and you get cards from both the classes in your pool. So so there's a lot that's going on in it, and it might be that you can pre-order this new expansion, whatever it might be, that gets uh, an announced that next week as well. And there's speculation all over as to what this actually is. There, there's speculation we might be getting a new class, like Death Knights or something. Uh, you know, we don't know what's legitimate and what's not. And so next week when we record, we're going to have a lot more information as to what 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 is coming yeah and we should have i I mean thankfully it's happening on the first before (laughs) we record so we'll be able to talk didn't they get the memo this should be on the second so we have another another episode where we're like gosh i wish i knew what was going on tomorrow (laughs) i wish there was news like i wish there was something you know more we could talk about but alas we move on um so we have from out of cards uh how to compete ma and disorders achievement reward track experience it gives you tips and deck lists for completing all 12 achievements added for the mini set so yeah so if you're looking to get some more experience into the into the reward track here before before we get the new expansion here, here's a way that you can potentially get that by uh, completing those achievements and getting that extra experience uh, before they before we move on into the new expansion and those don't award experience anymore. You can always complete them afterwards, but they no longer, ex- like Mage just said, they no longer ex- uh, award experience. So it is best to do them, if you'd like them, it's best to do them before the rotation or not the rotation before the next set comes out before the next reward track. So, okay. So we don't really have any news for tournaments. Um, there's yeah, light light week. As far as news in general, there was mm-hmm. no tournament stuff. I, I, I guess there was actually an announcement. I, of who's going to be in the, in the fall championships championship mm-hmm. yeah i know they they'd shown the tiebreakers and the four people who had gotten in so and i don't remember i think love storm was one of them mm, i don't really recall the rest of the uh okay so yeah so they did a uh they did a tweet yesterday, HS East, Hearthstone Esports, with the fall championship that is this Friday, the 28th of October. And there are four groups of four players. And uh, we will we will link the uh, the tweet in the in the uh, in the show notes so that you can see uh, who's in each of the groups. Uh I don't know how to pronounce some of these names, but in group A we have That's uh Zhao Bai, Fury Zhao Hunter. Bai, Fury Hunter, Habu Gabu, and Plastique. I think th- uh, yeah, I think that uh, would be. Uh group B. Do you know do you know the first name there? Gabome. Gabome, Pocket Train Glory, and Tansoku. Mm-hmm. Group C is Bunny Hopper. Love Storm Zo- Zochi, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Ajiro. Ajiro. Yeah. And then in Group D, we have Spring. Uh, M. Is, I, I think it's just XMG because I think KZG, XMG. Yeah, KZG, okay. I think, is the team. So. Uh, Grigori. Gregoriusil? I don't know that one. Um, and. Us- and. U-S-T-Y-A-C-M-D. Yeah. So, a command. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these names. Yeah. So there might be. You know, typically they do like packs for like championship type events. So. Maybe maybe keep watch as there might be an opportunity to to earn some packs while watching this this weekend. But uh, they haven't even done an article like on the Play Hearthstone website with more specifics as to when it starts and and all that sort of thing. So yeah, feeling a little unprepared for this. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's kind of and uh, I don't know I. The the format's not really well defined right now, so hopefully we'll get some clarity for from a spectator the spectators' point of view. I'm sure the uh, competitors probably have a good idea of what's going on. So right. Well, and you know what? I this just made me realize I I miss when they had the 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 fall championships and they had like the pick a pick a player and like yeah, pick, pick a champion and yeah and then like you get packs. packs based on how they did mm-hmm. yeah they haven't done that at all this year have they i haven't i don't think they've really done it since like 2018 i want to say yeah yeah no i guess it's been a couple years now yeah i was i mean it was fun i mean it ends up they have to give away packs but <laughs> yeah oh well so all right. Well, that was something I missed, and I, I, I kind of have been thinking about that just, with the championship. It just, it just popped into my head just now because I was looking for stuff earlier today for the for the notes, and it completely, I, I lost track of it in my mind. But for some reason, strangely enough, it popped in right as we, <laughs> as, as we're talking about it during the recording. So at least, at least we got it in there. So and. This is in, I think it's in Korean time. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, so yeah, they, we have, we have it at 12 a.m. PT, which I, is that Pacific time? I don't know. I, I don't know. There's, so they in the tweet say, stay tuned for a viewer's guide and more details. So yeah. hopefully by the time you're hearing this, they will have released the viewer's guide so that you can look up and, more information about about when this is occurring in your time zone and if there's packs involved or anything like this so yeah no no it is yeah so it's it starts it starts at i i just did the conversion because i know central europe time is six hours ahead of where i am in Uh eastern standard so it starts at 12 a.m pacific time which is 3 a.m on the east coast 9 a.m in central europe and then 4 p.m in the apac region so okay so this is going to this is going to be a 
very early tournament uh, for you to to catch up. Or if you're going to try and watch it live, you're going to have to get up early. <laughs> so Sounds like it. Yeah. Starts at midnight. Or just don't go to bed. I, I don't know what to tell you, but these things generally uh... go on. Yeah. I, w- I went to I went to a concert this last weekend. I didn't go to bed until after midnight on Sunday night, and my Monday morning was 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 absolutely terrible. So, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I know how that goes. Like you, like don't go to bed on time on Sunday. Like I've had that happen. Kind of screws up your whole week. Oh, it does. Like I, there have been a few weekends where I've like. Like on Sunday, I'm really tired in the evening, at like like late afternoon, and I get a cup of coffee at like four thirty five o'clock, and then I can't fall asleep until like one thirty two o'clock in the in the morning, and then my week is just wrecked from there. Oh so. no, that's terrible. That's that 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 feels bad. Yeah, so I don't drink coffee after like two p.m. on on Sunday anymore because I can't I can't risk it. It's just miserable. <laughs> okay, so what? Well, since we were kind of going back and forth on what to talk about. So we thought um, I've been playing a fair bit of Mind Rogue. So we thought we would talk about Mind Rogue and kind of go into a per se deck guide. So, yeah, I, I am not familiar with the current iteration of Mind Rogue uh, on ladder. I I've seen it a little bit. Um, it doesn't feel like it's a deck that a lot of people are playing, but but you've had some success with it. Yeah, over... I've had I've had I've had some success and some failures with it. I'll be frank. It's uh, the meadow's very um, touch and go. <laughs> I, I don't know how I don't know how to describe it any other way. But like, there's a few different variants on the deck too. Um, I'm just looking at HS replay right now. And I looked up, you know, I have the version I'm running. There's a few, uh, at which there's not really much difference between the two. Um, so I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, so generally what you're going to see in the deck is, you know, your backstabs, your preps, um, Oh, your draw cards, your draw engines, your Blackwater Cutlass, your Gone Fishing. Um, And the basic minions are pretty much all the same, which are your Shatter Shamblers, uh, your Forsaken Lieutenants, your Naval Mines, and your um, Swift Scale Tricksters, and your Burning Blade Acolytes. So where the decks kind of look like to me that they vary is... Uh, the one I'm running seems to be a more value-oriented version of the deck where it is um, leaning into other death rattles like death rattles from the Mask Reveler or the Stoneborn General as well. Um, whereas uh, there's more of an aggressive type of it, which I'm looking at right now, which uses uh, replaces those death rattles with tooth and nefarian, um, sketchy information, and wicked stab. Other than that, the deck is pretty similar. Counterfoot blade as well, smoke screen. So the basics. Well, of, go ahead. Uh, so I, I was going to say. So this is this is not really necessarily all in on the mines themselves. This is more of a 
death rattle rogue, it sounds like to me. You're you're trying to leverage death rattles in addition to in addition to the mines. Or are, are, are those death rattles more of a backup plan? I feel like um well that that deck I just described is probably going more it, the one the the one that I'm not running is probably more heavily invested in the mines. Um okay. because it it has the the damage from wicked stab and yeah. the tooth tooth of nefarian to like kind of go over the top. Um but the the deck that I'm ver- running is yes the mines are kind of are the main idea you can kill the fastest with the mines but um sure. the you can also kill pretty quickly if you summon a bunch of eight eights and <laughs> it's gonna five say eights. yeah five, yeah five big five eights of taunt tend to you know a couple of them every time something dies is seems kind of good too yeah so there's. There's definitely a lot of like a few different ways you can go about it, but um, so either you can be more, I want to be, I want more burst potential for my hand, or you can be like, well, I want the the value of the the reveler and the stoneborn, so because that's okay. that's the two ways people are going. I've seen more of the version I'm running. Um, I don't imagine I would like it that much different or that much better with a different version. The, uh, the other thing is, uh, my version is running door of shadows. So it's got the, the door of shadows, whereas this version of the deck does not. So, which is makes more sense because it's, this is, uh, this deck is more in on spawning minions. So the right. mass. The mask of uh, door shadows makes more sense because you can just play it to draw something out of your deck, or you can get the infuse effect. So, so I I'm looking at the like the matchup spread of mind mind rogue on HS replay from diamond through legend, and one of its best matchups actually is curse warlock curse imp implock and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, presumably because it takes some time for the the curses to kill you, and and you could put a lot of big guys out there or do a lot of damage pretty quickly. So so if you're dealing with a lot of the curse imp lock right now, this this is actually a deck that might do well. What are some other matchups that you're that that you think are pretty good for the deck? I feel like um, generally you can you can out race hunter. I feel like you can generally outrace Druid. Um, like, I found myself winning more against Druid, but, like, it felt like Druid can still just draw, like, you know, you know, yeah. go, go with the, yeah. the va- you know, the, uh, the wild growth into the split inner, or, um, yeah, the, t- the gain two mana nourish, the split nourish, yeah. and then just, just yeah, hit no. the and, and, and the, yeah the the druid could just do that and then they win the game yeah and, and then, it doesn't really matter what you're playing and it's like okay well the the version that's one downside to the version of the deck I'm running it spawns a bunch of eight eights and they get to play a uh, infused uh, 
insatiable devourer and then they're at two life and then they're at 42 life you know <laughs> yeah so it's just uh, like yeah it looks like the deck does pretty well against relic demon hunter as mm-hmm. well or which which again makes sense that's a little bit slower deck ramp druid is a positive matchup for it uh if you I, i'm seeing I could not believe the number of demon hunters I queued into today. I like mm-hmm. played six, seven games and like five of them were against demon hunter. And the, one of them was this like proving grounds demon hunter, which I saw a guide for on the competitive HS subreddit today. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's a thing now, but just relic demon hunter normally or was like most of my matchups today. And I, I guess I've... I didn't realize that has been, yeah, I've a deck seen, that a lot of people are playing. I've seen a lot of it today. It kind of makes sense because even though it is a bit slower, it does do some pretty broken things, especially when you have rel- a Relic Vault on turn two. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, things get nutty with that deck. I feel like when you get into Mind Rogue, like Priest can be a pretty bad matchup, especially like... Uh, it, silence is... Silence is part of it, part of it, but like, um, a lot of the time they can just heal out of your range. Um, Mm. and then if you don't go fast enough, but most of the time, like, like the, uh, the blessed priest can generally pop off on turn four and it's just like, well, that was, that was a fun game and it doesn't matter how many, Eight eights you spawn because there's a like a thirteen twenty six standing in your way, and then it's just like, well, I I'm out of ideas. <laughs> right, right. How how does this do against mage? Because that's another class I feel like I'm seeing a fair amount right now. Uh, mixed bag. Like mixed bag. Yeah, like yeah. if it gets off to a good like aggressive start it can it can put mage down but like mage can also like you said freeze you six turns in a row <laughs> and yeah. it's like doesn't matter how many minions are on my board because they're going to keep getting hit by blizzard repeatedly and repeatedly so like it's uh, that one mage feels like really weird right now because like you can hit so many freezes it's just ridiculous so it's like Right. Okay, so so let's talk about some of the the key cards in the deck. Like, mm-hmm. it, obvi- obviously, there's, uh, you know, there's there's some cards that are in some decks and not the others. But but if if we're looking at all the mine rogues, what what are we going to see? What consistently are we going to see throughout uh, most of this? You you talked about like the. Some of the minions like Forsaken Lieutenant mm-hmm. and Shatter Shambler. Obviously the Snowfall Graveyard, mm-hmm. which gives you which gives you the uh your death rattles trigger twice uh location. That's pretty important, as well as uh counterfeit blade, I'm assuming as well. Yes, yeah, counterfeit blades and everything, because counterfeit blade picks up a death rattle and it also benefits from snowfall graveyard so it gets to death right. rattle twice so depending nice. on so depending on what's in your death rattle pool like that's 12 damage 16 damage on a weapon if you got a mine in there and you pull a mine 
could be two five eighths to eight eighths. Like it, it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of potential with that. And like, I think the, the biggest, the, why this deck is such a thing is it, it has to be smokescreen. Smokescreen is the card. It's eight mana, uh, draw five cards, trigger any death rattles when draw, uh, uh, any death rattles drawn. So any death rattle minions you draw, you trigger their death rattle. And if they have, if you have snowfall guardian or snowfall guardian, snowfall graveyard, up, <laughs> um, that's just triggers. It's straight, like straight minion pressure, straight damage. And with that curves, so, it curves so well mm-hmm. too, because you can graveyard on three and then trickster smokescreen on four mm-hmm. and suddenly have a giant board potentially. Yeah, there's that is the the dream curve for for that deck <laughs> is to go, you know, maybe Shatter Shambler on one, um, and then maybe a Forsaken Lieutenant. Like the first two turns can like go back and forth as to like what you want to do depending on your matchup. Um, but yeah, the ideal curve is Snowfall on three, um. And then, you know, Trickster into uh, Smokescreen on four. And then hopefully hit a couple Death Rattles. And then you're able to then, on turn five, put something else out and get a bunch more Death Rattle triggers. Especially if you have, like I said, played a Shambler on one and you draw a Mine. And then all of a sudden... You have, you know, a one-cost mana mine that dies immediately. That's eight damage. You have the Forsaken Lieutenant picks that up. It gets to rush. Always, also, big, big tip. Remember, before, if you're playing the uh, Forsaken Lieutenant, the turn before you transform it, you can attack with it. And then once it transforms, you get rush. So, yeah. like, you can swing face with it or make a value trade with it. Do not trade it. You can make a VT. <laughs> and I, I've done that so many freaking times. It's ridiculous. But, like, if you have it on the board, take it. It's two damage. And sometimes two damage matters. So, like, either make your value trade or, you know, swing face if you can. And then and then trade it with the uh, when it takes on the uh, the appearance of the other minion when it copies the other minion you're putting out. So like, there's just a lot of crazy stuff it can do by turn five. Like it can oh. do a considerable board swing, and not many decks have a way out of that on turn five. Like Priest has Shadow Word Ruin. And I'm struggling to think of anything else that could really handle Board of Five. <laughs> That's because there aren't a lot of things yeah. that could do. Yeah, it's just it's 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 kind of gross to think. Yeah, what? Not many decks have a way of dealing with five eights or eight eights on the board on turn on turn. You know, five. It's just kind of kind of a thing. And it, and if you have double of them, it's it's even worse. Yeah, and then there's just like potential huge chunks of damage with the snowfall guardian or the that keeps saying snowfall guardian snowfall graveyard just because you can 
everything is doubled so like those mines just hit that much harder and if you pull it on a counterfeit blade like that is like if you hit a mine plus a counterfeit blade that's 24 damage flat that's 24 damage flat and you don't really need much to do that like it can spike damage like crazy and that's why it is very good because it can it can either aim to be this just like real like i'm going to destroy you from damage from my hand and burst you out of the game or i'm going to build a gigantic board i'm going to try to build a gigantic board and then i'm gonna you're not going to be able to do anything about that either so let's talk about the mulligans what are you looking for in the mulligans um, it, it, I, you know, we could talk about like aggro versus like value matchups, but it's like, it feels like there's not really a ton of aggressive decks in the meta right now. I mean, it just, well, when I, when I say that, I think of Imp Warlock, Curse Imp Warlock, okay. because okay. like, um, yeah, they could put a lot of stats pretty quickly. Yeah. So like. With one of the nice things with this deck with, against Cursed Implorlock is if you if you're mulliging for uh, the Shatter Shambler and the Snowfall Graveyard, backstabs can are phenomenal early game um, against that deck. Your your um, Blackwater Cutlass does a lot of work early in that game too. But if you're able to on turn four perhaps hit a um a burning blade acolyte that's been shatter shambled you have the snowfall graveyard up you get two five eighths that buys you a lot of time that buys you <laughs> it sure does a lot of time to do something else too so like you're able to push damage they have to trade with you you don't have the onus to trade with them at that point in time they have to trade with you and then it's a race and their burst from their hand is a lot slower than yours. So like, sure, you can really, so that's what I think of when I, I mean, aggro matches, I'm, I mainly mean curse and Borok because like, uh, that's everywhere too. That's like, it's like, yeah, every other opponent's a curse or a curse in Borok. So it's just like, this is a, this is a deck you're going to see everywhere. So like, taking being able to take off one one and that's the other thing about the shatter shampler too is it's a one three yeah it, it's a one three take that out, does something take out three of those one ones then yeah or like i found the use of like backstab shatter shampler into the uh librarian like that's three like if yep. if you have it on one um i mean still if you get uh trickster um smokescreen in your hand never throw that away never right. throw that away like that is that's your win con all the, bre day the long. bread and butter right there <laughs> yeah that's, yeah no that makes sense i i'm assuming uh trickster smokescreen if you're going up against value matchups like priest or or mm -hmm. ramp druid or something like that. That that's definitely what you're looking for in those matches. I mean, on in, in, in all honesty, that's what I'm looking for in anything that isn't warlock. Like yeah. 
I, I mean, I feel like most druids, I've barely seen any um, uh, aggro druids, so I just assume when I see druids, it's a ramp druid. Um, if it's priest, I, I assume it's going to be naga or blessed priest, and like the only way I'm going to be able to do anything there is get on the board as quickly as possible with with a huge board swing, so yeah. that's... That's why create a board and say they don't got it. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a, that's a horrible matchup. So like, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's basically all you can do is like, I hope they don't pop off on turn four. So, but like just, uh, snowfall graveyard too is, is obviously a, uh, a phenomenal keep in any situation. So, um, it it's the thing that makes your deck work. But don't be afraid to um, if you feel like you need to defend, um, use your preps to to if you're running the version with you know the uh, what am I? What is that stupid? The, uh, nef- the sketchy of, information. Sketchy or information. Yeah, sketchy information. I was thinking of both of them, and I was I was coming up with sketchy nefarian. <laughs> Which is not correct. I know no. this. Um, but uh, so there's and um, wicked stab. So like, don't be afraid to use those as tools in like that implorlock because that one's a little bit different. You need to stave off the early pressure so you can uh, have more of a game plan that is focused and on board control because i feel like board control is that much more important in that matchup so okay i just i'm i'm saying that i'm emphasizing that matchup because i've seen it so much so i'm like you need to be ready for that matchup because it's coming (laughs) sure so um I had a question and it just completely just jumped out of my head there. Um, so, so if you're playing against the deck, what are what are you trying to do against this deck to to make things difficult? Um, if you can heal, if you can gain armor, um, <laughs> like those are the things that uh, I feel like there's a certain amount of reach. Um, and I think the reason why it has good win rates in in legend well it always seems rogue has good win rates in in high yeah. legend like yes it does it I just i think like uh, the decks the the decks yeah. are just i i feel like rogue on average just has a bit more intricacies to their decks and pro players that are playing at, at legend and specifically high legend can understand and exploit those intricacies for percentage points in in the win column. Exactly. And like like I've said like and like I've been talking about it just can sp- like spike the damage out of nowhere and it's just you can be alive and then be dead <laughs> or put a board that you just can't deal with. So like Right. So that's like why I feel like it's such a 
has such a high win rate in, in Legend because of the the power that it can do. I can't think like the only other deck I can think of that can do a power spike like that on turn four is generally going to be Priest, and like I feel like they have to have a much better draw than a Rogue does to uh, to do that. Um, I lost track of the original question. So, how how do you beat the deck? I guess okay. That was yeah. the that was yes. the question. Yes, that was the question. I mean, like gigantic taunts. Um, if you're able to clear boards, but like repeated healing, um, and like theotar seems like a decent thing to do against them and if you're able to steal like the trickster or the smokescreen or something so like one of those like additional damage pieces like if you can take a lieutenant away from them that's eight less damage off of a mine or one less five eight um you know or whatever whatever minions coming out so like i found that like clearing the board does a lot against them because at least the version I'm running is focused a lot on the board, but also um, the deck can beat itself. At least the ver- the version I've been playing can beat itself because the stone board general is a 10 mana card. Um, if you don't draw off smoke screen, <laughs> it feels terrible. Like sure. I honestly, cannot say i've really played this the stoneboard in general in any situation that wasn't probably immediately losing like it just it doesn't do enough on its own so like and it feels bad to spend all your mana even if you're getting two eight eights after the fact it's just the, the deck the deck can just draw in in shambles and like if you're not able to piece damage together in kind of a consecutive steady stream like that's how you can you lose with that deck is like if you can like it draws like that and you just outrace it like you can just you sure. that's another thing like imp warlock and having having some minion pressure can <laughs> can, can like if they're not drawing particularly well, they can that can do be enough to win the game. I mean, I that's how I've lost a hunter. One, two, buff, you know, and just keep keep hitting and regardless of yeah. what I was doing, it's just like they're able to chip away just enough on like average draws. Um and like imp warlocks with good draws can just blow you out of the water to, you know, so, but I feel like you, you could you do me- that with any deck. So, sure, sure. So, you mentioned making sure that you attack with the Forsaken Lieutenant before you you transform it into whatever Death Rattle minion is mm-hmm. it's going to be. Do you have any other tips that on like how to play the deck a little bit better that could potentially help you win a game or something? Um. I would say so smokescreen draws five cards. Um keep track of your hand size like you're going to put five five cards in your hand. Um you you want to be planning out your like 
your sweet spot for turns are going to be between three and five. And those are the turns you can really swing a game. But um, it's okay if you're just chipping away things or swinging the face at daggers. Um, because this deck is a race. It's it's a generally just a race deck. And it, it wants to just swing the board and put stuff that you can't deal with or just mine you out. So, like... Um, trying to think out if there's anything else other than play Swiss scale trickster, play smoke screen, profit. <laughs> with, with the game, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's with the snow, like I keep saying this, but with the graveyard up, it's just, it's insane. Like you can go from having the Swiss scale trickster on the board to having a completely full board and just like, it's, it's crazy, but also one other thing I will say to be very uh, conservative with your backstabs because you want to um, – if you don't have the Shatter Shambler, you want to be able to pop your own Naval Mines. Also, there's a lot of times you want to pop your own uh, Acolyte because the Acolyte um, – like that can save you literally right. in a game being able to just put down the Burning Blade Acolyte and like boop pop out a five eight and yeah they don't have to like they have to deal it goes from that's a one one i don't have to worry about until next turn to that's two five fives or five eights what do i do about that so like yeah yes in case you've forgotten what a burning blade acolyte is that's the five mana one one with a death rattle that reads summon a five eight demon spawn with taunt so yeah that having the ability to to pop that and be able to get one or maybe two of these demon spawns five eights with taunt uh seems pretty good also and then i suppose you want to be able to you want to be able to backstab maybe your forsaken lieutenant after it gets it gets um transformed if there's not a body to uh, to run it into Yeah. yeah Most of the times you do have that, but you know, that's, that's always uh, something you keep in mind too. always keep in mind too your shatter shamblers. Like when that aura is up, when you see your death battles, rattle minions cost one less. Remember they are going to die the second they hit the field. And that's not a bad thing, but there are things like the mask reveler don't expect to be able to trade, you know, a value trade, like, with it and then have it pop something out because it's just going to die and and then you're gonna have your two twos so like right. just keep that in mind and like that's that's where the intricacies of this deck come in like where you use your preps and like what you're pulling off your um gone fishing is it okay to just pull it off the bottom of the you know do you need to combo it? Like, there's a lot of different decision points that make this deck also very interesting. I know it's like saying, you know, like I just said, like play the fight, you know, play the smoke screen and profit. But like, there's there's a lot of different ways to to approach it, and like I've gotten a lot of success off of if I'm going second, I, I'll draw, you know. I'll keep the Blackwater Cutlass and I'll trade it. If it hits the smoke screen, 
and I have a prep. I can smoke screen a full, you know, a seven cost smoke screen on turn five or turn four with coin prep smoke screen. Then all of a sudden you don't need the trickster. So there are sure. different ways to approach it. So that's like, I think that's one of the things that makes the deck intricate and it's flexible. Be- and that's why pro players have such good win rates with the decks because the, the, the deck's flexible and it, it, you know, so. So what, what, let me ask this. What made you decide to pick up Mine Rogue to begin with? Because it, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily a deck that a lot of people are playing right now. Um, It was mainly that we were like, we were talking about it last week and like, well, Mine Rogue is like, is the like S tier deck and like high legend. And I was like, I, I, I really enjoyed when Garot Rogue was around. So like, okay. I, I got to legend one time with Garot Rogue and like, I really enjoyed that deck and I don't always enjoy Rogue, but like this deck is interesting and has, like I said, a lot of decision points and it's, it's more challenging than some of the other stuff that's out there. Not saying it's not challenging to play, hunter or curse imp warlock i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying this is a different beast and it's very interesting to have like the way the way the way it approaches the game it's just so interesting to me so like it's i've enjoyed it for that sometimes though it just draws terribly and you just like i'm like (laughs) i can't do anything but for turn five and then yeah yeah yes yeah okay all right, so any final thoughts you want to give us on Mine Rogue as we wrap up this deck guide? Uh, I don't think I need to ramble anymore. I All right. Like, no I, feel like, I feel like I've gone over everything. All I've shared my experiences, and um, hopefully if it's something you want to pick up, maybe you can learn a thing or two about it. But like, I feel like this is a deck that you just learn as you play. So like there's that, that does seem like the case. This does seem like a deck that like you can you can listen and and you understand the like the the things it's trying to do, but until you're kind of in the games playing it and seeing what your opponents are doing against you, uh you'll kind of start to feel feel out the games. Yeah, I know it is definitely one of those things um that I I have noticed um throughout my history of gaming, like the grass is always greener on the other side when it comes to anything that's competitive when you're facing off against another player. Like if you're getting beat really badly by something your opponent's doing, you're like, well, why don't I try that? That seems really good. Like, why am I not doing that? Like, they had no problem beating me. So like, why am I not there? And it's like, and then you try it and then you see a whole new set of set of uh, angles and you see like, Oh, I just got beat by like, we just had a reverse matchup and I just got beat by the deck. I was just playing and this is how they did it. So that's like, at very least you can learn something about like, what mine rogue is trying to do and it'll 
I feel like it'll just better you overall as a player. And if there's something like any time like that, I feel like that's always a good thing is like, go check out what your opponent's doing. And, uh, Maybe you like, maybe you learn and see that like, oh, that aggro deck, uh, there are a lot more decision points than I gave it credit for. Like, and so. Well, thank you for going over Mind Rogue. Uh, it's definitely, since we've got like about a month or so until mm-hmm. the new expansion hits, if you're looking for something different to play, Mind Rogue might be the option for you. Yeah, and I'm hoping next week we have expansion news. Like, <laughs> there you go. We, we we'll at least talk about the theory crafting stream, right? <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm I'm excited for that because it's it's felt a little dry on news and like the meta needs to be shaken up in my opinion. And I I'm just I want new stuff. I want a new keyword. If you're going to give me Death Knights, like, that is, like, the most exciting thing to me. It's, like, I love Death Knights. Like, that was my... There you go. I played a Death Knight in WoW. So, like, yeah. Well, why don't we jump into the poll question? Because the poll question is Death Knight related. We want to know from you, do you think Death Knights will be the next new class added to Hearthstone? Yes, no, or you're not sure. Vote. Tell us what you think. And we will share the results post Hearthstone Theory Crafting stream next uh, next week's show. <laughs> and speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can join our Discord by following our top pin tweet. You can find myself on Twitter uh, at Alkaline underscore cat. And Alkaline, or the twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline Cat, all one word. Dragon Rider, since she is out, you can find her on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D W A N I E D K. I'm sorry, D A A D A W N I E D K on Twitter. There you go. And twitch.tv forward slash Dragon Rider T C C G. Mage. There you go. Yeah, I, I corrected. <laughs> I realized as I was saying it, I was like, I messed that up. I need to go back. So, Mage, tell us where we can find you. And, and- we, we almost had another Dargan situation. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> you can find me talking about Hearthstone, Marvel, Snap, D&D, comic books, all sorts of things on Twitter. I am at Mage of Death. If you're interested in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel Comics, you can come check out my other podcast, Comics Over Time. We had a bit of an audio snafu last week, so we got our She-Hulk episode out late, but it is out there now, so please come check it out. And we watched The Avengers from 2012, and oh my gosh, that's such a good movie. So uh, if you haven't watched that in a while, you want to hear... Two two grown men talk about how how awesome that movie is. Come check us out. We are on Twitter at Comics Over Time. Real quick aside, since you brought that up, um, I was I actually worked down the street from where they were filming the Avengers. Oh uh, yeah, because they they did film 
um, some like there's a scene in there where Loki goes to Germany, but they actually filmed it in Ohio. That that I used to work in that building. I had been in that vault. They're like, oh really? Where, that's cool. Yeah. Or no, I'm thinking no, that's Winter Soldier. That was Winter. I'm thinking of Winter Soldier, but You're I think of Winter Soldier. When they go into a vault, I like when they're like programming Bucky. Okay. Like the, I used to work in that building, but there th- nice. there's building shots in New York City that are 100 percent from Cleveland, and <laughs> it's really interesting because they like this. It they they did a bunch of work on this building that was like completely abandoned and they shot a bunch of stuff. And then afterwards the city, like someone bought that building and like now it's a fancy hotel and uh, condominiums. So that's like, nice. Yeah. So like I, when I watch Avengers, I'm like, I used to walk by that and I saw like the set that they were working on. So like, I didn't see anyone. I never saw anyone like, other than like people like working on on it, but it was cool to see like sure. little snippets of like action sequences. So, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry aside, but <laughs> that's my tie to the it, the Avengers and Winter Soldier were both had both scenes fi- filmed in Cleveland. So like, I think of that when I like my days of working in downtown Cleveland. So. Thank you all for listening. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Boom.